Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. You're back, coming with another category. And this category is a little different. We're doing movies based on television shows. Which, there were quite a few to choose from, actually. A lot of good ones. And we're actually drinking something new. Yeah, so... What? What? Um, since it's earlier in the day, I kind of went with a little less proof of a liquor. So um, I picked up some Pink Whitney. Okay. And just kind of mix in with a little bit of Sprite. Well, that is definitely di- definitely different. Now, what is Pink Whitney? I'm not, I don't think I've ever heard of this. It's a pink lemonade-flavored vodka. It's made by New Amsterdam. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, it's what all the kids are drinking nowadays because the kids I work with, they always talk about it. And um, it actually, when I checked into my Airbnb in Miami... Mm-hmm. Um, they left little airplane bottles of it, and oh. I, to be honest, I remember it being good, but I was at the point where I should not have done it because I was should should have stopped drinking. But what I remembered, it was good, so I was like, you know what? Let's buy one of those and mix it with Sprite and see what it's like. Like I remember it being kind of good, and it's like sixty proof, so it's not too strong. Um, but it's good. Like, uh, the true drink um, that I saw is you mix Sprite, a little cranberry, and a little lime juice in there, um, which adds the tang and stuff. I was like, you know what? We don't need to get that fancy. Just a little Sprite is fine. That's true. That's, I mean, you don't really need to get that fancy. You know, just kind of, so basically, it's the UV blue of their generation. Exactly. Essentially, yeah. Or the Boone's Farm, whatever you want to <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, that kind of sounds, I mean, that does sound nice. I mean, the sun is out a little bit today. Well, after the week I had, you know, and I had two beers last night, um, I decided, you know, Bloody Mary really sounded well today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, we should be doing a, a live podcast from a, a, a Bloody Mary bar. But no, we're here just drinking what we know. So, yeah, we're once again, we're doing uh, Costco vodka. Okay. And um, I am doing um, Traeger, which is uh, the Bloody Mary mix. Okay. It's a, it's a smoky, spicy one. Okay, there you go. And it's kind of like in a jar thingy, so it's not like, you know, Zing Zang. You can't go wrong with Zing Zang. You can't go wrong with McClure's. You can't go wrong with Mr. T's or any of that stuff. But this is kind of like that smoky dill, but it's like in a mason jar with like a little top thing going on. And of course, and I'm going to grab a few little extras for, it, you know, the, the pickle and a couple of the other stuff. And I added a couple little more yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have only found one Bloody Mary mix that I liked. Okay. And it was locally made in GR, and I tried it at one of my beer shows. And I can't remember what it was because it made me angry. So I still think about it, but it kind of tasted like pizza sausage. Really? It was, like, very – yeah, it was good. Like, because I don't like a true robust tomato flavor. Okay. 
Um, so this was kind of like a, it really was kind of like a pizza sauce, but not really. Like it's it was different. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's one that I found that I've upset that I don't know the name, but I know it was locally made somewhere. Probably. I mean, there's so many locals out there now. I mean, I mean, going to some of the Grand Rapids Brew Company downtown has like a Bloody Mary bar and they do like their distillery. They have like their bacon infused vodkas and stuff, which is really cool. I mean, I don't, I'm talking about pre-COVID, of course, but yeah, you know, you once could again. They have like a, you could just add your stuff right to it and yeah. Yeah, but I feel like, where was I, where was I the other day? Couple, well, I want to say it was like a month ago, month and a half ago. I think Jim and I went to Rockwell Republic. Okay. And I was able to do a Bloody Mary bar there. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I don't a, know. A it lot just, of people it, are saying fuck it and are going back to the old ways. So, yeah, I just basically fuck it. I know. I'm over it. Yeah, that's how, where I was at six months ago. So it's kind of yeah, what I was like, yep, we're good. We're all over it by now. Trust me. Yep. We've all yeah. had it. We might have not known we've had it. I don't know. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, trust me. Well, let's just have a normal spring. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you got the lemonade Sprite thing going on, and I got the Bloody Mary thing going on. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, and Jimmy has the water going on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Stay hydrated. Oh, yeah. Hydrated. Yeah. Okay. So you always start. So this is going to be kind of cool. Yeah. So this movie was the first movie that came off. Like right when the, you guys said it, I was like, oh, man. I gave others a try, you know, but I knew this was going to be the ultimate because this is one movie that I love to death. Um, and with that being said, oops, not used to Samsung phones here. Okay, there we are. All right, I chose Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Um, seven point two on IMDb, sixty nine Metascore. Uh, and why is that doing that? Okay. Uh, we got an 85% tomato meter, 82% audience score, and it made $201,585,328. The budget was 42 Okay. Oh, made money. That's what I did. Now, <clears throat> before we even begin this, I want a question. Was 21 Jump Street a show that you watched it actually wasn't because okay. um, after I watched this, I actually went on a YouTube channel and started watching videos of like how this movie was a comedy where the show is actually a cop drama kind of thing. Um, but they brought a lot of little things to it that was okay. part of the show. Um, like, of course, they brought Johnny Depp um, for the movie. Okay, uh, yeah. They, but it's well, the other guy, too. It wasn't just Johnny Depp. Yeah, but what, I can't remember his name, though. But Johnny Depp is the one that, um, 
But yeah, they brought back a few people from the show, which okay. is really cool when they do that. And then they got the leads, Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, um, Ice Cube was in this, Brie Larson, Dave Franco, um, Rob Riggle. Um, it was directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Okay. Um, but no, this movie keeps me laughing. I start off laughing and I just go the whole two hours long, just, just dying. Um, like when they brought back the, let me see that. Um, when they went to 21 jump street, um, where did I see this? All right. Um, so unprepared. You know, it's not on this one. It's on my Apple phone. That's why. Because I use my Apple all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. um, but what what I saw is, so when they were in, um, when they got transferred to 21 Jump Street, there was two girls. Um, and their stories was a chop shop in a high school. And the other girl had another thing. Thing happening at her school that she was assigned to and those were actual storylines to the tv show so they i believe so yeah yeah so that i remember that being part of the trivia but yeah it's about basically a, the brains and then you got the stupid kid um they're going to cop school and they kind of use you know he was he basically helped jonah hill um uh, get fit, like get uh trained for like running and um doing like the he helped the conditioning where Jonah Hill yes, helped him with the it. studying. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like I said, like the whole um their whole storyline was that they um had to find the drugs and the dealer and the source. Um, so when they showed up to the high school. They base well. First of all, when they they got transferred over because they they basically messed up a drug deal, which basically the drug the people that they busted were the the source of what happened, and that's where Johnny Depp's character and the other guy from the TV show um, were um, part of. But the whole thing is you did not even you can't even tell that was Johnny Depp. They they always do a good thing with Johnny Depp's makeup and stuff because it never looks like him in a lot of his movies. Well, I mean, the, the series itself, you know, going to the TV series itself, you know, it's, you know, you got a basic premise, you know, where the cops are Im infiltrating, you know, this high school to find, you know, the crimes that are happening. And then, I mean, that, it, that does translate well to the movie screen because... You know, not only was it good series, t you know, what I'm saying, they had good character development there, but as as the movie itself, I, just, I saw the movie like once. It It's funny. It's also lively. It has a little bit of a extra, I don't want to say, ability to like morph into more than like a buddy cop drama. It has like an investigative whatever so it's a little bit of everything it's got like it touches the bases with 
you know, crime, buddy cop movie. Um, it's it's a di- it has different genres. You know what I'm saying? That's why I liked it when I saw it. Like I said, I've only seen it once. So yeah. other than that, I liked it. Yeah, and that's like the thing is, is this movie is one of those movies that if I see it on TV, I just leave it on. Um, just because it's, <laughs> if you have a bad day, that movie just gets you lost into it and you just start laughing and you don't start thinking about your day. It's a, it's a good feel good movie. And like one of my favorite parts is when they were forced to take the drugs that they bought and they had all these and with this drug had different stages and, um, like stage one was giggles, giggles stage two. I can't remember all the stages. Stage four was holy fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then stage five was like death possible or something like sleep that. or something. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. That scene is hilarious. Like <laughs> you just see them go from normal to oh shit. <laughs> and the rule was like with 21 Jump Street is you. Um, you don't sleep with the high schoolers. You don't drink with the high schoolers. You don't do drugs with the high schoolers. And they, like, broke all those rules. Like, uh, Jonas Hill character was hook, hooking up with uh, one of the teenage popular girls. Um, yeah, it's just one of those movies that nothing like... The, the TV show is what I got from it, um, but they brought aspects of the show and then made it a comedy. Yeah, they, they made it into a comedy where it was more like a crime drama on TV, and this, and this became a comedy in the movie. Yeah. The thing I liked about the movie is that it was very self-aware. It wasn't trying to be something that it wasn't. It makes fun of itself. <laughs> They're joking about how ridiculous it is that this Channing Tatum looks like he's 45 years old, but he's pretending to be a high school student. They make fun of all just the typical cop drama tropes with explosions and shootouts. Oh, that was and... great because when they were in the drive, um, the chase scene, um, they're like, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, it didn't explode? I really thought that was going to explode. And then, like, the least of the things that you think would have exploded was, like, it was the chickens, right? Yeah. And then all these chickens exploded. And they're like, that? That's what exploded? And, like, some like some of them were, like, cars running into a gasoline truck or, um, you know, just stuff that really should have exploded, but it didn't. So that scene was really good. Yeah, it's just the idea that they're... Like I said, it's just very self-aware. It's ma- it's mocking its own self because yeah. it's like, yeah, it, it, you know, like absolutely, you know. If you think about it, you know, you know, how can you even think he's a high school student? Right. You know, <laughs> where I think, you know, in the in the TV series, you know, you had Johnny Depp and the other guy was was it Greco uh, or something? I can't remember. Uh, you know, Richard Greco, and then one of the other guys also was um, uh, Dom DeLuise's son or something, if I remember correctly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that being said, you know, it's kind of interesting, the fact that 
you know, even you in the TV series, it was easily you were like, okay, well, they could technically be high school students. Where in the movie, do we even believe that they are high school students? You're like, whatever, right, you know? Right. Yeah. So that was the whole thing. So it, it it made fun of itself, and that's why I think it translated well from a crime cop drama to a comedy car, comedy buddy movie, as I want to say. That's so definitely a good choice there. So go ahead. Um, one thing I just saw here is another thing that they brought back from the show, um, is the main characters in the show would, um, go, they would frequently go undercover as the McQuaid brothers. And in the show, um, or in the movie, um, that's what, um, Channing Tatum and, um, Jonah Hill, um, went as, is the McQuaid brothers. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, I look, I watched a few other movies, but I knew this was going to be the one that, um, definitely was going to make the list. So quick question. What was your, what of your other choice? Just curious. I wanted to see where if there was too much of a difference in between the two. Very similar because I like the A team. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That like I don't know, those comedies, um, when you bring back like, I don't know. So you're looking at eighties, eighties. Basically, yeah, eighties. Okay, gotcha. So I mean, you it, you're you're quite similar. You know, the A team was trying to be that buddy cop in that you know drama also, but they had a little bit of comedy but then it translated it into like almost like a total comedy movie from the series to that so i see where you're going where i see where your trend is going where you are on this one because it's it's interesting because you know you want to see what you're thinking or what translates best for you you know what makes you enjoy a movie yeah yeah and like you know i don't know i I like um, Channing Tatum's character as a comedian. I think he's okay. hilarious. The A team. I mean, you have uh, Bradley Cooper, which you know oh, yeah. I always he's one of my fa- he's my all time favorite actor. I would say he's on the probably the top five for sure. So I mean, I kind of went with actors too on it. Like okay, um, but Channing Tatum, like he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's not really. I don't know what he's been doing lately, but but he plays a good comedy role yeah you, you don't think i mean if you think about chad and tandem you know where he came from you know where he came from his origins were like step up or whatever yeah. those movies and then he's translated into he's done several comedy movies and the magic mike thing going on and he's had a couple of dramas he's got a new one coming out i can't remember the name of it where he is um Escorting a dog. A dog. Yeah. Yep, he's escorting a dog. So that's going on with that. So um, it, it does look good. I saw it on the previews. I'm kind of like wanting to think about. I might do. I might watch that. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to. I don't know if it's streaming or going direct to theaters. You know how that is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Now, did you watch 
the show, 21 Jump Street at all? Yeah, I did. It was on, mm-hmm. um, if you think about it, it was on Fox. Okay. It was one of their pilots, you know, back in the 80s when Fox was just starting off as I, as a fledgling network. Right. You know, there was a lot of groundbreaking shows that they were doing, and it was like the core, it was different compared to what was out there with um, what NBC, ABC, and CBS were doing. You know, this is the same time, I think it was UPM before it became WB. Yeah. You know, so they were able to do different things. I mean, these new networks that were out there, this is even before HBO and all this other started taking over as much as they were doing. Right. And, I mean, this was the same year, you know, you got um, Married with Children. You have 21 Jump Street. You have Simpsons. All those, if you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, you're so correct. I mean, because UPN was actually the home to Star Trek the next generation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a younger, you know, in the eighties, I was 17, you know, and then I was going to become, you know, I was getting, I was that, I was that demographic they were looking for, you know, you're in living color, you know, yeah. oh, living. Yeah. They had such a different genre or I guess market they were appealing to that. That's why I think, even now, when we are different ages, we went to the 21 Jump Street because it, re- it reminded us of, you know, growing up with, you know, memories, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. Because, you know, if I think about it, you, if we, it's going to be kind of hard and I'm kind of interesting to see where you're going to go with this or where you go with it and I go with it also. Because if you think about it, I'm kind of curious to see if we choose. We've all kind of chosen um, something off a different, of off a, a non, non-traditional network, at, to become the movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. kind of interested to see where this is going. <laughs> so we'll see how it is. So, yeah, you know, yeah. It's I. I'm very interested in what you're you have chosen because, I mean, I've looked at the top. 25 lists of you know tv shows that have gone to movies and yeah i'm kind of really interested to see where you're going with it because yeah we'll, we'll see hopefully it'll be good hopefully it'll be good so i know i like the movie like i said i've only seen it like once um i had watched the tv series you know who was in it was ray down chung in it too i can't remember um i don't know yeah why was thinking? I'm. It's. The, I mean, I'm trying to think. I can't even remember. Can't even remember. Oh, craziness. Okay, well, go ahead. We'll go from there. You, whoever wants to go next. Sorry, I just trying to think about the. Oh, Nia Peoples. Nia Peoples was in it. In the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one. I'm trying to think of one of the girl characters that I want to see. Oh, one of the uh, cameos that was from the show was Holly Robinson Pete. Also, there we go. There was another one. Yep. Yeah. There's and the Neo Peoples is in it too. There we go. That's why I said Ray Dong Chung, but it was Holly Robinson Pete. Okay, go ahead. And there was a sequel. It wasn't nearly as good as no. the first one, but it was fine. I mean, but it's funny it was, how they ended at the 22 Jump Street though, like. You know, all the all the yeah posters and shit. Yeah, that was the credits were good on that. Yeah, so 
Yeah, that was my deci- that was my choice. Um, I'm more into like comedy and a lot of different movies like that, and I think it's just because it takes away from having a bad day to making a good day. So those are That's the true. type of movies that hey, you can just sit there for two hours and laugh. I'm like that just makes your day. So. That's why I chose it. It's a good, feel-good movie. Good. Good. Um, so, yeah. Would you rate it? I would give that, like, a, I'd go, like, a 8-1. Oh. Just like I said, it's a movie that I could definitely just sit down and forget my troubles for two hours. It is rewatchable for a comedy, for sure. I'm, I have, yeah. I have a hard time rewatching comedies sometimes, but that one is inherently rewatchable. Yeah, I mean, to me, like I said, I've, I've watched it once. I really don't remember watching it twice. I think I saw 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. And I could probably easily watch it again, which to me, I'm going to give it a good solid seven because, you know, it could be on and if there's, you know, I could watch it without a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go about a seven and a half, I think. Yeah. Oh, I hate my life. I hate my life. I hate my life. I hate... Okay. Sorry, moments. God forbid we have all these wonderful watches. You know how they sync with your phones and people are texting you. We all love our jobs, don't we? Oh, okay, yeah. we'll do. <laughs> I think they're texting me right now, but I don't know how yep. to do work yep. that right now. So. No, we're not. I'm not going to text them back. We'll deal with it later. Yep. Um, this is my time with our podcast, and we're going to enjoy this. That's so right. That's how I look you, at it. My phone's vibrating go- over there. I don't know why, but we'll see. We'll see what later. So go ahead. You're next. Go ahead. All right. So... When I was looking at this category, I put a couple stipulations on it of myself. I wanted to do a movie based on a show that I had seen. Okay. And I also didn't want to do a movie that was like part of a franchise. So, I mean, I really liked the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek, but I didn't really watch Star Trek. And like I said, I didn't want to do one that was part of a series. Okay. I did not watch the show when it was on, and the movie is, instead of based on, it's more of a sequel to the show. Okay. And the movie is Serenity. Okay. I was wondering if you were going to do this one, Firefly, Serenity. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2005. It's an IMDb of 7.8, a Metascore of 74. Ron Tomatoes of 82% tomato meter, 91% audience. It had a budget of 39 million domestically, 25,514,517 dollars. Worldwide, 40,445,129 dollars. It was written and directed by uh, Joss Whedon. Oh yeah. Who's kind of become problematic recently, but I mean, oh yeah, I, I, it's kind of hard to describe what this show and movie is. I, I, I've seen it described as like a space western. Okay, which I think is an apt description, I suppose. Have you? I'm assuming you've seen the show yes. and movie. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I can, we can we can we can channel our inner Sheldon Cooper at this point in time. I'm referring. I can be referring to the Big Bang Theory, of course. You know where he was devastated that they never renewed Firefly, 
for their second season, you know, and it was, he was very upset about it. You know, mm-hmm. there was an episode where he was like, Oh, you know, ne- this is where he, he was planning his life around it for the next season. And then they never renewed it. So it was kind of interesting. So we'll channel our inner, inner Sheldon Cooper on this one. Um, but Nathan Fillion, he is, I like that him a lot. He's a great actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, his potential, uh, whether or not it be in movies, I'm going to say Slither. Slither. Yeah. I'm going to say he was in the last season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, you're also looking at, oh, my God, Castle. Oh, I love Castle. Castle. He, his ability as an actor to translate in a series, I think eventually, not that, you know, I think Castle, what is what, that four or five seasons? That's seven, I think. Seven, yeah. So he, he's... He's had the staying power to, to, of course, ability to have a series. Well, and he's on The Rookie, Stan- too, which is still yeah. out. And that's on season four or three? Yeah. Four, yeah. Four. So he is. He does have, I want to say he has, doesn't have the star power or whatever. And Firefly itself, so let's just touch on that with the series here real fast. Um, Fox, yep, of course. Fox. Fox, once again, once kind of like seeing where we're going with this one, but... <laughs> Fox, you know, the fact that that came out, the series came out, what, 10 years ago? Uh, it was longer than that. Longer than that. The movie was 2005. I think the show was right around 2000, maybe? Oh, I thought it was, like, let's see. Okay. So that being, you know, that being said, think about it. If that series, yeah, if that series would have came out right now with, not on TV, but in any of the streaming services, would it have done like five seasons? That's where I'm going with that one. Instead of going to the movie, you know, yeah, where easily, they ended, yeah, very easily, yeah. So, as a as as a series, I of course highly recommend that someone that people take the opportunity that they are able to find it or streaming and watch it because it, I don't know if you have to like see the series to understand the movie. Because I think the movie can kind of be I can not necessarily. Say, I can say you can't because I have seen the movie, and I never seen the show, and it was enjoyable. Okay. Um, I wasn't confused at all. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So all in all, I think you can go straight to the movie. But go ahead with Serenity because I, this is one of my favorite movies. I mean, yeah, it's. It's about a ragtag group of people. They're kind of smugglers, mercenaries, kind of taking jobs the as they get it. Yeah. Okay. Made $40 million on a 39 budget. And they're harboring a brother and sister, the sister of which is being hunted by, oh, shit, what were they called? Like the government, um, the capital. I, don't, I can't remember what the fucking term they use for it but yeah i don't remember the term they use for it also but and she's essentially a living weapon more or less she's psychic she is i mean an expert fighter i suppose and they're just kind of trying to stay ahead of this guy um that's hunting river essentially and 
I just like some of the concepts of it, like the whole Mr. Universe character who kind of monitors and distributes all the information in the universe. They bring back pretty much everybody from the show. I mean, and another reason why I like it is they actually kill off some characters. Like they kill Shepard Book and they kill Wash. Which that was shocking as all hell, but there—I mean, there were there were there were consequences to what they did. Where in a lot of movies like this, they just want to keep everybody alive, and it's a big old happy ending at the end. But this one was far from that. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of, you know. You know, they had like, it's kind of, you know, the Kubuki bar or what, what's the name of it? Of what? The Kubuki bar. Remember how the hidden subliminal messages? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the, in the actual thing where that's where they, you know, they reach out to her. They're able to get to her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. River Tam, whatever. Uh, River Tam. But how the government... Or what? I wish I could remember the name of the what they what they called themselves. You know. Yeah. But um, how they wanted to control all people to make them more docile. There's a secret that they have to go. You got the reavers and how a government meaning the best intentions really make the most evil things happen and it's a secret discovered and it goes all over the place you know and it's able to you see where i guess the plot itself you know you know how they do triumph over but just like you said they kill off a couple main characters here you know and you're like going oh my god you know well you didn't think they would but it's nice to see how the alliance there you know, yes, I got it. Was it. The alliance. That's oh what my it was. god, had a had a moment in my head. How the alliance means the best in hunting them down, you know, because they know the secret. She knows the secret because she can read people's minds and top officials have examined her and that's you know, right. this, that's why they were after her because of what she you know, could know. Yeah. could know and she did know because it was stuck in her psyche and they finally do release it you know miranda the the yeah. planet where they try to control the population to make it more docile but then eventually they just lay down and go to sleep but then there's other people that refuse to lay down and go and sleep but if you think yeah, about it, it has the opposite effect yeah it's the opposite effect because if you th- in the extreme, I think I think this is a good comparison analogy, where government tr- tries to control people. There's always the people, the sheep, mm-hmm. that'll do what they want them to do. But there's always the 1% or the 10% of the population that stand up against the government in general. Like, even now, if you look at our poli- pol- politics, we got the people that are doing everything they're, they're being told to do. But then there's uh, some people are like, we're questioning the government. Not that... You know, we're reavers and we've turned into these violent people attacking the government right. or attacking because basically they do attack the government in their own way. So I guess <clears throat> it's a good analogy that I want to say of governmental control that goes back bad where they might be the insider that 
blows the whistle on it. Yeah. And the they, whistleblower. And then they yeah. just try and bury it. And they try to bury it. And it's, they see, so it, it's got that space cowboy Western thing that you're talking about. But really, if you think about it, it just breaks down to a whistleblower yeah. with government control. Yeah. No. That's why I like the. That's why I like the movie. In in the actuality, you kind of see that in the series itself too, because they're fighting the war against the alliance, yeah, and all that too. And you see, like, so I want to call them. I don't know. They're not guerrillas, but to me, they're revolutionary. They're revolutionaries. Yeah. Okay. And I haven't seen the show in a while, but I don't believe they ever actually showed the Reavers. They were just kind of mentioned. Yep, they were just mentioned. So this was actually the first time you see them. Yep. And yeah, I mean, the fact that the government created them and that was the turnaround of, I can't, I, I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce the guy's name, but the guy that was hunting River, like at the end, he realized that I, I have no part in this alliance anymore. Yeah, and Mal's still like, "See you again. I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know. So, is it? I'm trying to think. Kaiwa Natik Lee. I can't even think yeah, of his name. little Yeah. You Welsh yeah. before or something like that? Yeah, I, something like that. I butchered that, but it's. He well, won an Oscar a... for Twelve Years a Slave. Yep. He, he's been in so many movies. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's great. He's a great actor. Absolutely. Like we said, we can't even remotely try to say his name without, you know, wholly destroying it. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie, because I've never seen the show, they basically canceled it without ending. Like, they just left stuff blank then. Yeah, basically. They just, they never renewed it. You know, yeah, the Firefly I mean... itself. It didn't really like have like a cliffhanger like shows do now. It, it was just like a regular episode that just ended. Well, it was like I'm thinking, when was the the walk off? When like there was a ton of those shows that just stopped. Oh, you mean like the writers' strike? Yeah, that was before. That was before. I think so. Yeah. Cause yeah, a lot of shows just. I mean, I just I'm thinking of just right now off the top of my head is hung. Yeah, that was a casualty of the writer's strike. Yeah. But. Yeah, the ca the casualty of the writer's strike way back in the day, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I not I'm sure it was a pretty expensive production as a television show, but I mean, it had such a cult following even to this day. They still have Firefly conventions. They call them brown coat conventions, where yes. it's a convention solely based and for Firefly and Serenity. Goes to a lot of them. Yeah, he goes to a lot. All, I mean, all the casts go to him. Yeah, and it had a good cast. I mean, Alan Tudyk, Gina Torres, Marina Baccarin, Adam Baldwin, Summer Glau. I mean, they had a great cast. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, oh, honestly, yeah. I can't even... I mean, I totally loved it. Absolutely loved it, you know. Um, because I remember seeing the show, you know, here at Fox. It was, you know, and I said 10 years ago, it was like so scary. You know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Really, that's been like 17 years ago. Where does the time go, you yeah. know? 
and you're just like, oh my God, I know we're forgetting these last two years, but um, the what who did not 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 that I want to compare Firefly to um, the Netflix series Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Which they only did they're they're not renewing it, and I they're did already see that, yeah. Yeah, the, and there's like a huge following there also. You know, well, I know a lot of people were upset with that show because it went so off book of the original anime. That's true. I mean, it did go off book, but you know, but there's still a cult following there also. Sure. sure. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's definitely it's a good show that translates into a movie, and there was a lot of hope that there was going to be a sequel to Serenity, the movie. Yeah, but but they canceled it. Yeah, it just didn't make money. It didn't make money. I mean. It what, broke even, basically. What is it with Fox? It seems like they've run through the... Like, it's either their shows make it, or they're just... They only make it a season, and they drop. It seems like one network that always... That's one network that it seems like it ends a lot. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Well, at the same time, I think they... Now, I think they're willing... Back in the 80s, and even the 90s, they were willing... They... they not that they do now, but I feel like they're willing to take the risks for yeah. even a show that's nine nine episodes in a season. That, I feel like that's they're... a good way to put it. Is like they are willing to give a show a go, but like one show in my head that lasted forever on Fox was the X Files. Yeah, because well, if they have a, a hit, phenomenon too. I mean that was yeah. They either have a hit or they don't have a hit. I don't feel like there's any in-between is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's just kind of like how I feel about Fox. Like, I just sat there and, oh, new show. I was like, what? Like, what happened to the other show? <laughs> like, I don't know. But again, like yeah. like I said, I didn't watch this when it was on. I came to it well after. I, don't, I think I watched it even after Serenity came out. But I wonder how much of this cult following came to it after the fact. Yeah. As opposed to watching it as it aired. I don't know. And that's, you wonder, you, yeah, you have to wonder about that too. You know, was it really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, for this movie, I'm going to give it like an 8.5 because there's many times I can watch it and it can be on too with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm good with it. You know, um, now, will you watch this movie? Did you say you watched the series or no? I did watch the series, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm trying to, there we go. I just want to make sure I have my stuff pulled up, but I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it, like, yeah, an eight for sure. An eight, yeah, okay. I remember, I watched it the one time with you. Mm -hmm. um, again, it wasn't my style of the movie. But I remember liking the actors and all that, you know, it was good. You should watch the show. I mean, it's much more than just a sci-fi show. There's yeah. a lot more to it than but, that. But, I mean, I'd give that movie, like, a seven. Just okay. because, I mean, like I said, I didn't need to watch the show to w enjoy the movie. I actually was like, okay, this is a good movie. Um, So... Yeah, I give it a seven, even though it's not my style of a movie. It's just the actors and actresses made it for me, and okay. it's one of the again. It's like I said with my movie is like there's certain actors that you just 
enjoy seeing their films, actors and actresses. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, you guys are probably like freaking out going, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? Well, we are going to go with, I'm pulling out my stuff here right now. I want to be prepared. We are going to go with something from TV show. 1969. Any 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 thoughts here? 1969. Any, any thoughts? Not off the top of my Not head. No. Off the top of my head. Well, I I went with the year I was born, just because this was like my favorite TV show growing up as a child. Scooby Doo, where are you? <laughs> Okay, I know, I know you're like going, what the heck, Sandy? You're going with a cartoon. You're going with a cartoon. And I'm sorry, guys. I mean, the nostalgia for this for me is it, there have been so many different incarn, incarn, in, reincarnations of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Scooby-Doo Mystery. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo yeah. uh, Puppy Scrappy-Doo. Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts. Every single, I don't know how to say this. Um, it started off in CBS, Okay. And this was like right with a Hanna-Barbera, you know, this as a cultural, I almost want to say it's a cultural pop icon now as a series or whatever. And you're thinking 69 and they finally make it into a movie in 2002. I got it right here. I'm going to make sure I got it. So where are you? There it goes. Scooby-Doo and film. Okay, so 2002. Is that where they're okay, on the island? That's where they're on the island. This yeah, is not okay. Monsters Unleashed. This is not Monsters Unleashed. Okay, this is going to be Scooby Doo, where they're on the island and they had Scrappy Doo. You know, you've got yeah. like it. It's it just kind of like you're kind of like what you know. You're like seeing you know. I don't know. It's it's kind of cute. It took them that many years to remake it, and it had been an every single different um network you know abc had it on their saturday morning lineup cbs had it on their saturday morning lineup everyone kept on going and it had the who's who's of the 90 well 2000 2000s um characters if you think about it you got matthew lillard in it sheriff michelle geller freddie prinz you know linda cardelli Okay, so let's break it down here by the numbers. Okay, I got to pull it up. So IMBD rating of 5.2. Where's my Metacritic? My Metacritic is, oh, shoot. I don't, I lost my Metacritic. I am so sorry, guys. I apologize. I totally apologize. That is not like me. (laughs) No, well, no, I always have it on my thing right away. So I apologize. I'm finding my Scooby-Doo. Sometimes you got to go with Wikipedia, otherwise you lose it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I'm sure that you guys, I'm sure you guys um, grew up. Did you watch this as a cartoon as a child I or no? Scooby-Doo as a child, the TV show. Okay. Um, I also loved the movie. Okay. Um, okay, I got it. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Was my all time like I always wanted to? I always wanted a mystery van. Like I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, Scooby Doo was. I grew up with it. I grew up watching the old school cartoons. So it was the Scooby. Yeah, same here. Um, I saw. Yeah, I was very. I grew up with my grandparents most of the time. Like that's what I hung out with. So 
they always had like the old school cartoons and I enjoyed them. Well, you know, like I said, there's been so many different incarn- incarnations of it. So I'm just going to go real fast. I got the numbers here. So I apologize. So we have 5.1 for IMVD score. We had 30% Rotten Tomatoes. I know it's stupid, but 35 Metacritic. Um, gross revenue was $275 million. It does not show its budget. I apologize for that one well, on it's this. It's sometimes hard to find a budget on movies. Well, especially the budget, we don't want the CGI now. It's kind of hard because this is live action and CGI mixed together. It's not, there's been so many different Scooby-Doo movies or Scooby-Doo. Remember how they had the hour after school specials where they were meeting all like the Harlem Robe Trawlers and all this yeah. stuff. So I guess part of it is, is to see it translate from, I guess, cartoons you know, you had the 60s where it becomes like a pop culture reference. If you think about it, you up until then, and just a little bit of cultural background, um, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, JFK's brother, was fighting against um, some of the TV stuff with children being put on children with TV. And then, of course, he gets, you know, assassinated in 1968. Mm-hmm which opens the floodgates for, you know, Scooby-Doo. Um, you know, you had Hanna-Barbera's, you had Sigmund Freed and Roy, you had Witchy Poos, you had the Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, you had, you know, the Banana Splits, all this different stuff that never really would have been on TV until the 60s or the 70s with different references that adults are getting, Scooby Snacks, no. Mary Janes, no. and all this stuff. So... Seeing it as a child then, I never caught it. Seeing it as an adult now, (laughs) I catch it. You know, because you're watching the Scooby-Doo movie itself. If you think about it, you're watching the Scooby-Doo movie itself, and you're, like, kind of going, um, yeah. (laughs) They need a Scooby snack. One of my favorite lines, oh, Mary Jane is my favorite name for a girl. And I'm just going, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and you got the reggae, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, you got the, you know, the reggae artist Shaggy and the group, you know, you got like all these different references that as a child watching all these different cartoons, you know, whether it be Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Mystery Inc., Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts, which I have Vincent. Price as a guest yep. speaker. You had Scooby and Scrappy Doo Hour. You had all these different movies. Scooby with the Zombie Island, or so many different things. And they finally do this CGI blend with the Scooby Doo, and you're waiting and you're watching it, and you're like going, um, "Yeah, I guessed." Kind of like, kind of like it's weird, you know. And they're, you know disco ball i don't i don't know if you remember the scene where they destroy the monsters with a disco ball yeah yeah so 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 70s and they're doing the dances just so 70s but at the same time i it just made me feel the pop culture references of scooby and shaggy throughout the decades up until now and i was like oh my god it's hilarious and the more and I watched it the other night again, and I was going, "Yep, uh huh." <laughs> and you know, you make you laugh. Like you wanted the mystery van, you know, you wanted the mystery van, yeah. and I wanted, to, I wanted to be, you know, like Daphne. She was in 
you have like basic breakdown. You have the jock, the geek, you have the stoner, the fashionista, you know, it's different characters, you know, are basic groups, you know, the breakfast club, you you'll see a Sally Watt. Yeah, basket they're definitely case. playing on the archetypes of. Yeah, that's sure. that's why I feel like it's kind of like it's interesting to see how it even translates. And they've always taken Scooby Doo, whether it be the cartoon characters, and tailored it tailored it to fit its decade, its generation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This last incarnation, on uh, the last series that they did was Mystery Inc. or something, where they had like, it was two, it was two seasons or something, and they were Crystal Cove, and it was they were, you know, researching a mystery. So really, there is a bad guy who's unmasked, but there's really, really some supernatural bad guy behind it. And in the first season, where we're, you know, Scooby Doo, where are you? You have it's always uh, someone being unmasked, and in this movie, it's Scrappy Doo, but at the same time, there's really monsters. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like interesting there. So they're able to like not only appeal to each generation, they kind of go beyond it. Um, I guess you know you're you're able to look into. You know, you have the different teenagers and all that stuff. I don't know if you've seen, if you've seen, if you want to think about, you have, you know, 16 television series, two live action films, 35 direct DVD movies, 20 video games, 13 comic books, five stage shows, a CGI animated school. I mean, 50 years of pop culture here. Yep. I mean, any other thoughts? I mean, did you... Go ahead. Someone. Uh, I, guess I, I, I was able to find the budget. It was $84 million. Okay, $84 million. There it is. I just found it now, too. God, I, I have, like, all my little things pulled up so I can go to what I need to go to. There we go. But go ahead. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I owned it. Um, okay. I always, like I said, I always enjoyed Scooby-Doo. Um, good movie. Um, another um, cartoon one that I, I almost chose as well was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. But, yeah. Um, that was another cartoon one that I enjoyed. And then when they came out the movie in the 90s, it was, it was 1990, I think it was. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of shocked. But, I mean, not in all reality, like, yeah, that's a good choice just because, I mean, Scooby-Doo. I mean, I grew up with the cartoons and stuff, so, I mean, it's well, hard here's, to... Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, to see how many times it's kept on evolving, whether it be over the different um, TV shows or whatever, there's, there's quite a bit of different, like, pop cultural references and stuff, and it's definitely interesting to see... Because you can watch, I can put it on right now. I watched it the other day, and I was in my background watching it. I'm like, oh, I've seen this like at least seven, eight, nine times because it's just something I grew up with. Is it streaming? It, it's streaming on HBO okay. Max. Yeah. Um, the series is too. 
Okay, the so it's the original. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they started the war. I'll just a little fat trivia here. They started um, planning this movie in 1994. Oh, wow. Oh, so, it took that long? Yep. And originally, here's another one for you. Jim Carrey was signed to be Shaggy in 1996. Well, I, I don't, I, I don't that see that. Be, yeah. I mean, Matthew Lillard was fucking perfect. You couldn't. I don't think you could cast that role any better. Yeah, there's like, you know, there's... I think um, Jim Carrey would be too strange. Like, I don't know. I think he'd take the role too seriously at, when he, at, the, at that era. Like, that was around Liar Liar, wasn't it? 2000. Mm-hmm. Well, in 94. No, no. Oh, yeah, Liar Liar. 94 was Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and also what's kind of cool about the, the the movie itself is, okay, so you're looking at the 90s, okay, but still they're having them dress like they were in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, 60s. they kind of yeah. matched their outfits for yeah. sure. Like, they didn't try to change that in the movie. Like, that is pretty cool. Shit, I didn't realize James Gunn had a part in writing this fucking thing. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, he's a, you know, James Gunn is pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Guardians. Yeah, the Guardians. So that's also, you know, and also another little thing, Matthew Lillard, um, who does Shaggy, yeah. has also voiced Shaggy in almost every car- cartoon since the films. Is so really? he is, yeah, so he's still doing that. I mean, you think about Shaggy before was Casey Kasem. Oh, fuck, I forgot that. Oh, damn. Yeah, so, you know, and it's kind of, like, interesting, you know. Um, They shot um, this movie in Queensland. Was it? Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they did. You know, they did different things, you know, but they try to keep it as, I think, as original to it as they could, which is interesting, you know. You know, for it to... The original, they did keep it to the original Scooby-Doo, where are you? They didn't try to do, I mean, yeah, they did throw Scrappy in there, but, you know, they made him the bad guy, you know. And it's kind of funny that, you know, they kicked him to the curb because I think, in all honesty to me, Scrappy was unnecessary. I'm sorry, guys. There's probably some people out there that are going, Scrappy, Scrappy-Doo, puppy power, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, you you don't need that. I think that was one of my least favorite Scooby Doo incarnations. Incarn- you know, yeah. you know, just you leave know. one dog, and that's Scooby. Yeah, I mean, I even like the pup named Scooby Doo was kind of interesting. You know, so I don't know. You know, it's definitely they have like the they did like the different series in order. You know, I don't know if you've seen. There's so many different books out there too they wrote books and comic books and oh yeah yes so it's been a... that i saw the sequel the scoop monsters unleashed yeah i don't think i saw that one that had alicia silverstone in it as like kind of like the bad guy not bad guy okay i'm trying to think of let me pull it off where's my list of movies list of scooby-doo movies scooby-doo yeah yeah she was in that one so yeah, she was in that. There was a couple other people. There's been quite a bit from people themselves, you know, well-known actors. Also, you know, 
in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it, it's been a minute since I've seen this one, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. But that's why I thought it would just be interesting because it, it's translated. Yeah, it's a series. Yeah, it's, I don't know, what do you want to call it? It's more than a series. It's more than, I don't know, what do you want to call I mean, is it I mean, a dynasty? Is it a genre? Is it a... I guess you could consider it a franchise if you want to... Yeah, like, franchise. All-encompassing between direct DVD and TV shows and everything. Everything. Yeah. And there's so many out there, so... Um, Seth Seth Green is in, um, Seth Green is in Monsters Unleashed too. Okay. Yeah. Peter Boyle, Alicia Silverstone, so many different people. I'm looking at the photos of the movie because I was just trying to refresh my memory. I forgot how revealing the clothing is on it. Like the girls just have all that's showing. Mini skirts, all that, yeah. Like, yeah, their boobs are there. Yeah. Like, very revealing. <laughs> of course, you know, that's she's what like, you notice. You know, oh, Daphne. I mean, look at that. <laughs> danger prone Daphne running around and she turns herself into whatever, but, yeah. you know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I love this movie. Uh, it's been a while. Like I said, yeah. I owned it, I bought it. Okay, I think I don't know. Is there anything else? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to give this. I want to give this a good a seven and a half, eight for me because it's easy. You know, yeah. I'm able to w- put it on, and it's kind of interesting. I'd probably land at about a seven. Like I said, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I remember liking it. I definitely disagree with the score it has. Like, yeah, it definitely deserves like a seven because. Again, it's one of those movies, like, if you grew up watching Scooby-Doo, yep. I mean, it's it's a good movie. It is. It is. And it definitely is. You know, there's there's been so many different characters. And think about all the, you know, cameos they had, you know, with their celebrity movies or whatever, like, during, like, the 70s, you know. That was interesting. And then they have his... It's developed itself through the five decades it's been here. So it definitely is a franchise. We're going to had that, The old ones had that classic ending where, I, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids or whatever you used that, to say. And, and they use that exactly in the end of yeah. the, this movie too, you know, where you have, you know, you have the real, the real monster and the fake monster. So... It, that's what's really cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I, we probably, did you see that coming? Honestly, I thought about doing, just let you guys know, I, there was another one I was thinking about doing was Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, mm-hmm. I, I, I had considered stuff like that, but. Well, Batman would be a fun thing to do, like. But I was thinking, all right, that's based on a TV show, but the TV show is based on a comic, so that's kind of why I steered clear of stuff like that. Well, I think it'd be fun to start with like the oldest Batman movie and work our way. I mean, up. we could do that as a franchise for sure. Okay. We could definitely do that as a franchise. That yeah, one, so I kind of like because then you could judge all the different Batmans that you know. We could get to a point where we got to like 
whatever and say, okay, we've run four different Batmans right now, four different actors. Like, which one do you like so far? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that's why I kind of like did that too. I just kind of like nixed that because there's way too much we could do with that, and I didn't want to like touch on it. Or we could just do Val Kilmore's Batman, and then we could just do. But I think starting with the oldest movie, Batman movie, and moving our way up is the. Yeah, that's definitely. Other ones I had considered were like Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. But again, I wanted to stay away from franchises because then you have to just pick one. Well, I looked at The Untouchables, also in Fugitive. Yeah, I I didn't even realize Fugitive was a TV show until I I started researching I thought you were going to do Untouchables. I almost did. I almost did. It was my dad used to watch the Untouchables all the time in the black and white. So yeah, yeah I mean, I grew up on it on like, <laughs> yeah. So why I kind of thought that for a minute. I was like, oh, Sandy likes to go old school sometimes. I'm like, this, like you shocked me because sometimes you go old school or you go new school. So it's like, this time I thought you were like gonna go like. Yes, Untouchables. That's an old TV series. Like, yeah, I definitely didn't see Scooby Doo coming, but. Well, it just the nostalgia. I, you know, yeah, like, I, I completely understand why you'd pick it, but you know, I grew up with it, and then the, it, it, the funny thing is, is when I was like looking at it, and I was, you know, you're googling what you're googling, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're gonna do because you know, there's so much out there. Oh, you know, yeah. and this was this is definitely like you said, you put some limits on yourself. I kind of like ixnade the Batman because that's a whole universe yeah. that we need to deal with at some point in time. Or but, even the old Supermans. Oh, man. Superman also. You know, that's another thing. You think about it. Superman was, but at the same time, it started off as a comic book also. So once again, you went there. Yeah. But I was even thinking Police Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. Now, that's hilarious. I mean, that's a good, it's a movie and you laugh with it. You yeah. absolutely laugh with it. That was awesome. And then um, you had The Man from Uncle. Yeah, that was a good flip. Yeah, yeah, that was another one, and you had the Saint. That was a movie. That Even was a show shit also. Like Adam's Family. Yep. Or Monsters. Yeah, I grew all up that with stuff. the Adam's Family. Loved it. Yeah, there's like this was definitely. I want to say you could either go. There was so many you could choose from. So many, and I never realized there was that many. Yeah. Until I sat there and just started thinking about it, I'm like, oh, you, you are so right. More than I could even think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing aliens next week. Aliens. Yep. Z- yes. z- 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 <laughs> and there's also yeah, that uh, documentary on Netflix. Yep, I saw that too. Yeah. Check out. Yeah. Uh, so next week I have. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Sunday night. So we can decide what we're doing from there for the availability. Availability. Yeah, I mean, it's just one movie, so. Yeah, we should be able to get that in and out. Yeah, that should be pretty easy to do. So, all right. So that was a good podcast. You still loving this shit? Still loving it. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll stay in touch and see what night works the best then okay i will i'll give give me a call we'll let you know all right, all right we'll talk to you have a good one you too bye bye well shit got a little loose hopefully you understood everything whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies hopefully you learned something 
or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.